Yo, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. I'm Hobbs, and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Lindsay, and I use they or she pronouns. And welcome to Queer Retrograde. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yes, y'all. So speaking of planets, right, size is so big. And it's funny because like now when I go on Yahoo and I don't really like use Yahoo like that, y'all don't don't at me. But I go on Yahoo to really gauge where like everyone else is getting their news at. And now I've noticed most of these articles, when you really click on them, are just from TikToks. So with that, I was watching some TikToks. There were like nine parts in this thing where like this guy was talking about like the size of things and how like we've got it all twisted, thinking that we're the middle ground of size. Right. Because like look at an ant. Not right now, but, you know, think about one and then think about yourself like that ant. We are that ant compared to the sun and that sun, our sun is an ant compared to other stars and how if there was only one ant on this planet, right? Just one ant. And we were all looking for all 8 billion of us. We would probably never find it. And how like pretty much single cell organisms in the way that they're set up, like is like a mirror image of the universe if you really wanted to look at like an entire galaxy the way it's all set up and then this guy was talking about atoms and how there's like trillions like hundreds of trillions and you don't even know what that means i don't even know what that means of atoms in a single red blood cell like what the fuck like size and then like just all the stars in the whole world not the whole world huh and the whole like you know existence there's more of them than like grains of sand on the ocean. It's just a little wild, y'all. Size is wild. And I guess all that to say, it's probably not a big deal. Whatever you're going through. I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to minimize, but I'm just saying <laughs> our drama is so literally little. That's all. <laughs> yes. It's all, <clears throat> this is what we're talking about <clears throat> on the podcast today is really perspective. Mm. <clears throat> really like talking about sort of like big mindset shifts that can just sort of bring you into a space of like gratitude mm. and just bring you into a space of seeing that like our perception is just our perception you know this ant's perception is this ant's perception and it's you know so vast it's so vast. And I love this section of TikTok that is just kind of like mind fucking and simultaneously unmind fucking us, you know? Like uh I I was mentioning to you that like I saw this TikTok that was this person being, you know, this whole idea of like we're just like the speck on like this floating rock and I'm just like in this meat suit and there's like blood running through my meat suit and like <laughs> this idea of like all the atoms and stuff like it's just I, I actually pulled uh this card this like tarot card that was transformation and it was saying like the the sort of affirmation on it I guess was I allow myself to transform on a cellular level Ooh. and I was like whoa yes yo okay that reminds me like there's this space in the world I don't know where it is but look it up there's a, a room where it's literally so quiet it is so like soundproofed out if you stood inside that room by yourself you could hear your own blood running through your body 
isn't that wild where is this i don't know but i've like heard of it and it scares me because i'm like i don't know if i want to hear all that you know like i already get like when my stomach talks to me i'm like girl shut up but like (laughs) the idea that you know like back to that perspective change is like wow like all these things are always happening but how often like we try to do meditation and stuff but like having that kind of connection imagine if you just went to this room every day and you're like you were very aware of your own blood flowing through your own body Mm -hmm. every single day how differently you might or may not act i don't know right thanks blood i think it this relates to back to these ideas we were talking about with christine and all about Mm. love of like solitude Mm. you know versus like a fear of loneliness channeling that fear into solitude and Mm. being just like fully in like this idea of like or in I guess aware of your perception Mm -hmm. and aware of your body yeah like being aware of your body like it's always talking to you the other side of TikTok (laughs) I love that trend right now or two where it's like listen to what your body's telling you it's always telling you something that's like just some person who's just going like weed marijuana like okay all right <laughs> two sides to every coin thank you science side of tiktok and thank you the jokes <laughs> yes tiktok okay first of all hobbs and i love tiktok clearly <laughs> we are doing curated tiktok stories on our instagram so please follow us at queer retrograde on instagram if you would like to see these curated playlists and TikTok is how we found our guest today, Charlie. Yes. Oh, what a great like sunbeam to just happen upon on the internet. I, when we got off of this conversation, I texted Hobbs and I was like, my cheeks hurt from (laughs) smiling so much because (laughs) you was cheesing. Yes, because Charlie also just has this amazing Mm -hmm. smile and like. I think I mentioned this in our interview, but just like the joy that they have in their content feels real, which I Mm. think is really rare to come by in really super like earnest, joyful Mm -hmm. uh, online content. It's like, I'm always like, is this real or are you performing? And with Charlie, it just, it feels so authentic. Yeah. That it, the whole interview felt like the equivalent to like when you go to the dog park, but you go to the puppy side of the dog park, <laughs> and you just let all three of them out. <laughs> this is all three of us. Like life is good. Yeah, life is actually pretty. Like you know, I'm in it. It's good. So yeah, I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. You know, this is the kind of you know podcast you want to put the windows down to. Mm-hmm. You know, get on that PCH if you're mm-hmm. on the West Coast, uh, East Coast. You know, just I don't know, take a back road. But yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, today I'm so excited. I'm giddy. I am giddy about this. We have TikTok star slash rock enthusiast, Charlie McKee, joining us today. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, (laughs) so Charlie, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Can you give us a little intro, your name, your pronouns, and where are you at right now? Physically, mentally, emotionally, wherever you want to take that question. Where are you at right now? Okay. Well, I'm Charlie, Charlie McKee. What's up? Uh, my pronouns are any and all. I'm gender fluid, so anything goes with me. Um, and... 
physically I'm in Berlin very blessed to be here mentally emotionally dog I feel so good I'm so happy that we're doing this today because like there's been so many things just manifesting in my life the past couple weeks and I think I really hit like the head of it two days ago and so I'm just I'm really psyched because I have this abundant energy flowing through me so I'm good to go hell yeah that is perfect so we're talking about abundance mindset and you had you said you have some abundance energy flowing through you which is very I'm, I'm also very happy to hear that that we're recording today um can you talk about what that means like what is an abundance mindset what what do you mean when you say you have abundance energy flowing through you? How do you explain that to folks? Well, I feel, oh, I feel, I really like analogies. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I'm a very fast paced, rapid river, right? And the current is so strong and it's flowing and it's just like, ah. Oh, everything's blooming around me and it's just like everything is alive and I'm just literally there's nothing there's no resistance and I feel like every single thing that I have kind of put out there like oh this would be really cool I would really enjoy this I have received almost immediately and like including money including destination including where to live including people in my life like it's just unfolding so fast and I'm like whoa like a little kid in the candy store like what do I do with all this yo I feel like you wonder sometimes if that's just like the moon because I feel like I've heard multiple people are like getting this like energy like this week where like manifestations are like not even like on the conscious you know like oh I'm really trying to make this thing happen but on the subconscious too where it's like a passing thought and then it just happens like I didn't thank you yes but what is it what is it Mm. yeah I mean I feel the moon definitely has a lot to do with it what season are we in because we're in like what Pisces Aries season Taurus just started we just entered Taurus season Mm -hmm. I feel like this could there could be a lot in that as well but I'm not too familiar with all that but Mm -hmm. I know with every season there's a lot of shit that comes with it true also large in part I feel like the winter was just so especially long (laughs) to see the trees now doing their thing it's oh Mm. breath of fresh air Uh, like finally dust off ourselves a minute yo I'm taking back this year and last year (laughs) tonight absolutely we're blooming with the trees I love it um could you talk about how you entered into this abundance mindset or like where where were you at when you were like uh I am limiting myself too much like what is up with this I need to shift something and can you talk a little bit about that journey yeah yeah of course um you know I was thinking on this quite a bit and I feel like there's definitely periods in everyone's life where like we just kind of come to realize we're holding ourselves back But I think the initial kind of catapult into abundance, I really relate abundance with gratitude. So I want to link those two right now mentally for myself and just to put it out there. But um, I was in a coma when I was 11 years old. I had an allergic reaction. I like, I kissed death. I was like, what's up death? You look good today. 
um, I have this beautiful relationship with death now. And I, when I came out of a coma, I remember the first thing I did was I, I got in the shower and I just sat down and I was like, I am here. Like my life could have been easily taken away from me. And I, I'm brought back. And I literally, for the first time, I believed in God and I was praying and I'm like, thank you so much. You, you brought me here for a reason. I have so much gratitude now for this life that I never thought I would, would have had, you know? So I think it started with understanding the fragility of life, but then also with that understanding, like how much of a gift living is. And I got this second chance. So you know, I'm just like, wow, gratitude every day I wake up. Yo. Yo. Wow. Like, I have so many questions now about like, do you like remember, or I guess like, what was the consciousness or lack thereof? Like, do you have any like memory sensations like from that period of time? Or was it just straight up, you just woke up one day from asleep and took that shower? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have some little things. There's one, like a lot happened in this time. I, I got airlifted um, from a different hospital. I had lung collapse or kidney failure. My heart mm -hmm. stopped, like literally I, my heart stopped, like I died. And right. what I remember is that like this small little like snippets, right? I, I woke up, kind of came to consciousness when I was getting a sponge bath from a nurse and she was humming a song in my ear. And I remember it so like, it was so crisp and it just felt like, whoo, like chills, you know? It just felt like there's home and warmth and care and love coming into my, into my energy. And I woke up for a second and I was like, wow, interesting. And I, I fell back into a mm -hmm. coma, I guess. Um, but the main thing that I remember is one, this feeling that it's so hard to express it. I, I believe it was my last breath before my heart gave out. And I don't really know how to describe it except for it was the most peaceful thing that I've ever felt in my life. It was like the longest exhale you could imagine. And then, you know, at the very end of this exhale, it's like something from your gut just gets like, like escapes. And I was describing this to my mom again, I was 11. So I didn't really know much about anything spiritual, especially. And I was having a conversation with my mom about it. And I was really confused why we switched rooms. And I kept asking her about this. And she's like, what do you mean we switched rooms? And I was describing this room that I was laying in and then I realized that I'm seeing it from like above and I'm seeing my body when I'm describing it. And I just, I, I freeze and I just started crying and my mom started crying and she's like, you died in that room. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was looking at my body. That is so wild. No. And so I think that, yeah, all of it together, I was like, I was just blown away by the entire experience. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I feel like I've only just seen content like describing moments like this, like recently on Reddit, where people were describing some of what you just said, like that out of body experience of witnessing themselves. It's, geez. Mm. And, and for it to be at such a young age, like, mm -hmm. yes, it totally makes sense. Like how 
you are the way you are today Mm -hmm. because I feel like that experience kind of like like matured you for like so much compared to like I feel like I've more recently I'm 26 and I've only more recently been like thinking thinking in this way and thinking about Mm -hmm. these things like these ideas of like abundance mindset versus scarcity and stuff and um yeah that's just wild to think about having this sort of knowledge and understanding at such a young age like wow wow yeah, definitely interesting definitely shaped me quite a bit um and I never really realized it but growing up people were always like Charlie you're so weird like you're so happy all the time I'm like what are you talking about I'm just like <laughs> you know I just I always had this type of energy after that experience mm-hmm. and it was only recently I was never spiritual until I moved to Los Angeles and I started hanging out with these like women who were witches and I didn't know what that Mm. was and they're like they're asking about all these experiences that I've had because they're so intrigued by me and then they started putting names to things like abundance and manifestation and Mm. you know near-death experience and spirit world I'm like what that's wild (laughs) you know wow it's so true though I feel like whenever I watch like your videos on TikTok, like it is, even if you're saying something that is supposed to be like critical, it's still just, I just feel so much joy. (laughs) I can't not smile when I'm watching your videos because I feel that energy, like even coming through the screen, which I feel like is super special. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. it's easy to be jaded out here it's easy to be like you know pointing your finger at all the dirty things we don't like to look at or talk about or whatever but it's like at the end of the day we can still have like, I feel like I say this all the time we can still have fun <laughs> even if you know we're like you know experiencing pain or suffering or like all these other different like dimensions of like struggle like we can still have fun absolutely absolutely this is like something I tell a lot of people like I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression when I was 15 and I talk to a lot of people these days as I'm a life coach as well um and a lot of people have depression which I get and I'm like dude we can have depression and still channel this energy of love like I can acknowledge I'm I'm depressed I can't get out of bed right now like I feel heavy and I feel like dark but I can still open up my window and be like hello son like wow you're still out here dude like every day you're getting up you're out here you're providing us with this love so still having gratitude in the darkest days I think that's really important Mm. absolutely Mm -hmm. what kinds of practices do you have in terms of like um embodying this idea of like a gratitude practice or an abundance mindset like what does your daily practice look like dude it, like <laughs> so many things I <laughs> I start with like a cup of coffee in the morning and water and stuff and like I if I can go outside right now I'm staying at a friend so there's no balcony but usually I have a balcony and I'll no matter how cold it is or warm it is I'll go out with my coffee and my water and I'll be like thank you so much coffee thank you water and I'll like sip it I probably look absolutely insane to my neighbors because like I'm sometimes naked just like you know on this balcony it's snowing and I'm like wow (laughs) like 
who is this kid? But um, I think it's, it's really the first thing I do in the morning is thank everything. Thank myself for getting out of bed, for making my bed, for drinking water. Like, damn, you're nourishing yourself. Good job, Charlie. Like, you're doing great. And even if I'm not depressed, and this is just like really easy to do, still going towards everything with so much love and so much gratitude that like, dude, we're all out here trying to fucking understand what the hell this is. Like, no one knows why we're here. And so I I might as well appreciate every single thing that comes into my life because it's like it could be gone tomorrow I might not be able to taste the coffee tomorrow or you know like I I know how it feels to be dehydrated so I'm so happy that I can hydrate myself it's a win-win all around yeah and just being so present in the moment because like anxiety yeah just the fear of the future or fear of the past or like you know Mm -hmm. reminiscing or overthinking in the cycle of that yeah it's everything it just I feel like it always starts with coffee I feel like everyone always like wants that you know <laughs> first cup of joe looking out the mountainside but like, you can have that in your own backyard go look at it you know like just appreciate the fucking like cat walking by you or whatever it is like really just scaling it not down or like lesser but just scaling it up as to what's already there is yeah it really is a practice I feel like because as soon as you start doing it, it just becomes like your mind becomes mm. just create those thoughts on the subconscious level and you're just automatically just in that zone all the time Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like a lot of us focus so much on what we don't have you know Mm -hmm. oh I don't have this type of coffee this morning I don't have you know this luxurious (laughs) breakfast oh like oh it's snowing it's so shitty today what am I gonna do it's like we automatically go to this because it's like growing up that's all I heard from like my mom and there's nothing against that that's what she heard from her parents Mm. and like it's just this cycle and we all like how we communicate usually is like oh my day was terrible oh I bet mine was worse you know it's like this Mm. comparison of negative uh events in our day and this is how we bond with people and then it builds to like just our thoughts and self-deprecating thoughts. And like all of a sudden it's just negativity of what we don't have every single second of every single day. And what mm. is that gonna give you? It's not gonna give you shit. Nothing, you know, like, God damn. Like the media and like the movies and all that shit, it really is like a giant, like I think of like when we hear generational curse, we think, oh, it's just like me and like my family. Like, no, it's a whole like generational curse on like, I think, the worldwide like planet existence as humans like we're always pat like we're storytellers we're narrators we're always continuously passing down like this jaded lens when it's people who aren't in that department come off looking corny and it's like what <laughs> I, for what for what <laughs> uh, you're gonna hate on some happiness but literally like you could be in on this shit too it's a tuesday exactly. let's go up <laughs> exactly exactly uh i really relate to what you're saying about how we use uh, like negative experiences or even like complaining about stuff to relate to other people. And I think for me, I've been in situations where I kept perpetuating that because I was scared of facing what the reality of that relationship was. Um, like what 
like fear of loneliness, basically of like, well, if, if we can't relate to each other, I have to just keep complaining because if this is what helps us relate to each other, then that's the only way we're going to be able to be together. And then Uh, not together, everything's over. And it's like, no, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that like, there is, you know, there is this fear. I think that this is why people are scared of witches too, because they're Mm -hmm. scared of like actually addressing things at their core like including like their self like Mm. what 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 actually do I need what actually do I need what I can cast this spell but like what I I'm not just going to cast a spell for this what why do I need this um and I know that you have talked about this a little bit too in terms of like money so I'm curious if you could just talk about like your process for kind of getting to the root of things I love this question. (laughs) I love this question. Um, Yeah, I mean, okay, we're going to talk about abundance in in form of money. And I just made a TikTok about this the other day. I don't know if you saw it, like literally three days ago. And it was like, okay, I'm journaling about manifesting money. What do I want? I want 7,000 euros a month, just income, steady, I don't have to worry about anything. And then I asked like, why? Why do I want 7,000? How much do I actually need to survive? And then it's like, there's no problem with wanting more than that. And, you know, it's no problem in wanting 20,000 a month, but being realistic, asking like, why do I want this? I personally, I'm so minimal that like, I just want shit. I just want enough to survive and enough to, be able to treat myself to like little vacations or like I still, I I really don't crave a lot of money. And when I do crave it and when I have a good reason behind it and like a, a, a feeling that I really want to embody, it's like, I want to be bougie as fuck. This is why I want it. And I want this with all of me. This is fitting who I am right now. Then I make so much money and like, I'll make more than I can even comprehend sometimes. I'm like, what? the hell is this and then I step back and I'm like okay I really this isn't fitting me I want to be minimal I just want to be like a little nomad I want to just focus on on other things right now so then the money dwindles down but I always have enough and it comes in in the weirdest ways but I think how I do this is just asking why do I actually want this is this because I'm going to be seen or accepted by my parents or my friends or society. And if that's the case, if it's for other people and external things, it's probably not going to come in in the way that we want it to. And then we're going to be resentful Mm. and then we're going to hang on to this expectation. But when you're like, I want to do this for me, like I want this right now because I really want this, then I feel like you're doing it out of love. And when you do things out of love, this is like the most pure frequency in my brain. This is the most pure frequency. So when you're navigating from that, whatever you desire truly comes in. Do y'all feel like that's also just a matter of like letting it translate to the different kinds of wealthiness that we can have in other ways? Like you need a drill, but it's like, all right, I don't have the money to spend $600 on a drill, but like I got community, I got friends, I got people who like have access to that kind of equipment, even if it's not them personally, but like that kind of love that can just be 
better than a million dollars when straight up these people are right behind you. And like it trans, I, I think I'm only thinking about it with people right now, but I feel like it translates in so many different levels and ways when it comes down to actually naming that core desire, whether it's shelter, food or water or an object. Exactly. Like what I focus on with my clients is fuck expectations. Mm-hmm. If you have an expectation on how you're going to achieve this and let's go back to the 7,000 euros a month, I want safety and stability mm. and 7,000 euro will give me that. And then some, and then I'm going to be able to give gifts to my friends, which I love. So I can say, does 7,000 euro equal safety and stability? Is that like, do they, does that equal? Is that the only way I can get it? Or should I redirect? And instead of trying to manifest this 7,000 euro, should I manifest safety and stability and the Mm. means to give my friends gifts? And whether that's like acts of service or physical gifts, I can homemade, like uh, make homemade gifts for them. So it's for me, re-navigating with no expectation as to how I will reach this feeling, but stepping into the frequency of that end goal feeling that I truly desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And yeah, same like with your friends, definitely. It's like mm-hmm. understanding that you already have everything that you need. You don't need mm-hmm. your own drill. Like it's like, dog, oh. I have it here. I mean, that's like the core essence of like good traveling. I feel like it doesn't really matter what's inside your book pack. Like, do you trust the skills you have up here? Do you trust the connections you can make in your own heart to ask for help, to name your own, like name your desires with people just on the go. Uh, and this, this, this is relates so much back to this idea of an abundance mindset too. Cause I remember when I was in Finland and my, like I was there with my friend and, um, we were like about to miss our train and I was like we have to sprint to our train oh we're gonna miss it like and Kevin was just like no bitch I'm not running (laughs) (laughs) and I was like what you're not gonna run and it's like it's fine like we'll just get the next train or like if we miss our flight like we'll just get a different flight like yeah it might be a little inconvenient but like we're just fucking chilling anyways we're not even on a schedule like um and it honestly is freeing as fuck like Mm -hmm. oh because everything is free internally i don't know it feels free you know yeah it feels that way when you got all those like chakras cleared up and like Mm. everything's rolling out like that it feels free Mm. yeah freedom is is within all of us so you just you're free from yourself you're free from your uh insecurities and your projections and your patterns i think this is like the truest form of freedom yeah i mean capitalism is always touching everything trying to drill into us oh you gotta work for everything you got and like taking pride like people have pissing contests over like well i did the 12 hour shift yesterday girl Mm. i did 13 like who cares it's not cute Mm. like it's how do you really shift and like it came up the other day we were talking about manifestations with a friend and they just kind of said you know i think we all manifested this pandemic I think we were all Dude, sick of, yes. we were yes. sick of working. We were sick and tired of like, you know, being around, like just the hustle of it all, whether it was being around people we didn't actually like all that kind of shit. And just for the sake of what, a couple bucks and all of, the fact that it was a global thing, like just lets me know, like, okay, I know capitalism is a bitch, but like this thing, like this grind is worldwide. Mm. Like, and to think that we actually just cut ourselves a break. It really felt like, 
unbelievable in the moment of like, you don't have to go to work for two weeks. I was like, when have we ever heard that before? <laughs> when have we ever heard that? Like, and when will we ever hear that again? You know, it's just people were so tired. Mm. A relief. Yeah, I feel like, I, like everyone I've talked to since day one of this pandemic, like when it got real, everyone I talked to is like, dude, I think I manifested this. I'm like, yo, me too. But yeah. <laughs> I really think it's like the universe is like, y'all are killing yourselves. You're killing mm. me, the earth, you're killing yourselves you're like not seeing anything clearly like take a fucking breath take a break mm. step back and understand do you even like your family do you even know your kids like go home understand who they are who's your daughter you know like I it's it's baffling how so many parents never were around their kid and never were able to like interact and like, I don't know. It, I think that it was such a beautiful restart for everybody, even though it was, this is coming from a very privileged standpoint as well. And I want to, I just want to be clear with this. Like from my end, I basically had to go to Ireland to save money to be with my family, but I was so privileged and so blessed to be able to do that. And I know that saying that this was a beautiful restart for everyone, this is coming from such a closed-minded, like very one-sided for me, middle America type of uh, mindset where I know that there are so many people who completely lost their houses, who are homeless now, who a lot of people died and lost family. So like, I just want to put that out there that this is also coming from the other side, the privileged side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I think, but I think also there's this, I, this idea too, that like, the pandemic has just illuminated a lot of issues that we knew already were there, but now they're like, rah, 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 rah. like, <laughs> like when you said like, you know, homelessness, I was just like, mm -hmm, yep. I fucking joined the tenants union because I was like, this pandemic has showed me that this is a fucking mess, you know? And who knows if I would have done that without, without mm -hmm. that kind of gut punch, I guess it was. Yeah. The veil dropped and it's like mm. now I feel a lot calmer about um, strife and struggle in the world in terms of how out of control it used to make me feel because now I just feel like whoa we've acknowledged we know like mm. it's a thing and I don't feel crazy anymore for thinking like in the black experience of just like these things have always been happening uh, we're not even moving linearly through time because of the way things just keep happening we're just wearing different clothes around these events like if we're not able to actually just acknowledge like the lack of I guess I don't even know what my point is but it's just like the the stagnation of like mm -hmm. the cycle of like I'm shocked and like that's it <laughs> I'm just like let's just hold up signs about how shocked we are versus like <clears throat> okay like what are we going to be doing about that because you know mm -hmm. we're all going to be touched by this thing and like what what do you have inside of you where you're actually standing up for something versus like talking about things all the time mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, this has come up so much lately. People confuse stagnancy for comfort. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just not, it's just not, I just, and I, I, I think again, I think it's also a generational thing for sure mm. um, of like, I feel like, you know, 
our generation is finally like, yeah, let's get to the root. Let's, mm. let's figure out what, what I actually want, what I actually mm. desire as a human being in this meat package that I'm in, like, <laughs> you know, um, but, but yeah, for, for a long time, I, I was taught like comfort means having, um, a home with a few people that you are related to in some way and like that and y'all never move you go to work every day you come home you eat dinner that's it and it's like now I'm like mm -mm, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> and I mean we've talked about on like other podcasts too about this idea of like how queerness kind of forces you to think about these things anyways because you have sort of this like chosen family and this idea of a chosen family and you know I know that not my whole biological family like is never gonna agree with my decision <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I I don't even know where we started with this now I'm just like I'm just uh we're vibing. Buzzing. I'm buzzing. <laughs> we like the buzz. We like it. Yeah. What do y'all think about like the parallels between scarcity versus abundance and how like oftentimes that gets tied up with like the same ideas behind realism versus uh I don't even know what the other word is. Yeah, just realism, I guess. Of like, I feel like whenever like when I hear abundance and I think a lot of times when people see generally positive people like out and doing their thing, it's, well, they're just not being realistic with the, with themselves mm -hmm. or like, it's easy to poke at like, well, something like they just might like either ignorance too of like, Oh, they just don't know like what the real world is like versus like the real world is like, I don't know why, you know, teachers always told us for years, like, you know, when you're in the real world, I'm like, I'm in it right now, Karen. I'm in it right now. Like I'm eight. Like I, it's real right now. Like I got mm. shit going on. Like, you don't know my home life. You don't know what it's like on these buses and shit, but mm. it's buses. I rode one bus, but, um, <laughs> but like, yeah. What do y'all think about like that draw of, you know, the attitude tends to go into like, you're not being realistic enough if you're in an abundance mindset. I mean, yo, I, I've been told this so often in my life and people, I think the the nice way, the sugarcoating way of saying this is like, oh, Charlie, you're just a dreamer. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, and I've gotten this throughout my entire life. You got some big dreams, kid. Like, thanks, man. Um, but you know, I think that we all have, I want to just like, I'm so picky about words mm -hmm. and I feel like the reality of someone's world is it's all dependent on their environment and their upbringing. So my world, it's, it is realistic and idealistic and it's like, it's everything you want it to be to step into this abundance, but in someone else's world and someone else's perception of the world, of course, it's going to be seen as far fetched and far out there and just idealistic. And, oh, you're just ignorant. You don't know what, what it's like to struggle. I remember I was working in Los Angeles and I had this friend who I only worked with him. I, I never hung out with him outside of work, but I remember maybe two years into us working together, he's like, 
you have really never been through anything hard in your life, have you? And I just like paused. And I think it was the first time that he ever saw me just like get actually so serious. I was like, dude, you know absolutely nothing about me. And your perception of what, who I am, that's just your story of who I am, but that's not who I truly am. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I just, I think that people really project their own stories on other people. So if they're super happy, oh, you're just, you're faking it. If they're miserable, it's like, well, you must be uh, a terrible human being. So everything I feel is just a projection and your story out of your own insecurities that you put on other people. So I guess the point is just, it might be idealistic. It might be far-fetched. But if that's someone's story, that's just because I feel they are triggered by it because they've never felt what it feels like to be that free or that happy genuinely. So they're like, it can't be possible. And when I see people grumpy as fuck and just miserable, like I've felt that to an extent, but I'm like, man, you guys carry this on every day. Like, and, and I have that projection. I have like this part of me that's like, dude, I have a story about who you are. You must really hate yourself. You must really be miserable. And I don't like that I have that story, but it just happens naturally when you can't understand where someone is coming from right away without knowing their story. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a matter of believing, like, I'm not responsible for other people's perception of me. Yeah. Because we've always (laughs) been, that was another thing that I feel like has always been taught to me is like, um, reputation, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that you don't, you know, ruin your reputation, da, da, da. And I'm like, as long as I know that I am being my authentic, unique self as much as possible, why the fuck do I even care what this other person mm-hmm. thinks, you know? Mm-hmm. But that takes a lot of unlearning, I think. Yeah, there's actually, uh, there's this book that I'm reading that I'm absolutely in love with, and it's called Nature in the Human Soul. Um, and it talks about basically all of our life stages and how to get initiated into the next spiritually. And through our our early teen, actually all of our teen years, it is the time for uh, really being put into social structure. So being accepted is part of our, our survival in teenage years. So reputation does mean literally everything. It's our entire life through high school, through like late middle school, high school. So I feel like this is really important. This is why we do things that we don't actually believe in. And we start wearing clothes that we don't actually like because it's the trend, because we want to be accepted. And this is literally our job of this time. But then I feel like people stay in that when they graduate because they stay hanging out with the same people in the same town. They stay so caught up in their bubble that after the teen years, that's your time to explore and wander, whether it be out of your hometown, another country, a different type of job or group of friends. But so many people don't do that because they're stuck in the comfortability of the known. And so then it carries on of like, 
reputation and you have to be liked by others and then you're going to judge other people now it's again this negativity zone of just like judgment everywhere you go and you're judging yourself and you're putting judgment on others it's like ah it doesn't fucking matter anymore this mattered mm-hmm. in high school drop that right. shit mm-hmm. right mm. oh and it's honestly mm. exhausting because like i've been mm-hmm. there you mm-hmm. know it is so tiring just yeah. carrying that weight every like all the time you know and it's just right now I'm like in a really intense process of like forgiving myself for being mm. that way you know forgiving myself for like acting in a way that was you know basically I was just triggered a lot because I was <laughs> miserable you know mm-hmm. so oof yes take your time on that I mean I feel like we're always giving clean new slates whenever we want them just gotta ask for them from ourselves Mm. and I've also I feel like Cobbs and I have talked about this I think that the times in my life where the most people were like coming to me and attracted to me and whatever like coming into my life is when I was fully in that when I'm like fully in that space of releasing you know my um responsibility of other people's perceptions or you know perceptions of me and Mm -hmm. just focusing on what my own perception of myself was um yeah especially with queer people if you build it they'll come oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like I feel like it's because you're, it's like a garden. You're literally nourishing your garden. You're nourishing your roots by focusing on you and doing that your shit's going to bloom and it's going to be beautiful. Like you're going to have this essence and this energy that people just want to come see and be like, yo, I want to take, I want to take pictures of you. You're gorgeous. You know, like (laughs) they just want to be surrounded by you. But when you're not, when you're so worried about all these other things, you're not nourishing yourself. So you're not going to fucking bloom. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I've always craved, like, especially being a kid, like watching um, Studio Ghibli movies, it really reminded me that, like, why weren't we sent off when we were like 13 to go live in someone else's attic to, like, be an apprentice doing something and, like, new town, new world? But it's like, you're like 13 <laughs> doing it, you know, you bring your little cat, have a good time. And like, <laughs> I really wish we that was more of like a cultural, like, staple to this you know just exploration like for a long period of time I I think I only got mine when I was like 12 and they just sent me up to my family's uh house up in Vermont for like a couple months but that was my first time being away from my nuclear family and coming back I was like I feel so changed I like, mm. was bawling when I saw my family when I came back I was like my little brother's like look at they, they grew up so much I'm like you were gone for two months like can you chill <laughs> I'm like my cancer moon is showing that I felt like I had a whole experience and none of you guys know anything about it but since then I've only ever been chasing like those kinds of feelings not to leave but to like explore mm. and then come back with like new love for what was already there you guys know much about the hero's journey? No, what's that? The hero's journey is beautiful. You guys should look into it. I think there's a there's like a, a little YouTube movie type thing. But um, it's basically like if you if you think of any movie that involves a hero, and like it could be like a superhero movie, it could be even just a feel-good drama, whatever you want, 
it, it's literally a person has this desire to try something new and they're terrified. And all of a sudden they just go out into the world, into the unknown. They battle some type of demon. And this demon is really just a reflection of their greatest fear. Mm. And they might fail, they might succeed, but like usually a big piece of them dies. And that piece that dies is ultimate fear of whatever it is they were so insecure about. And so then they can go back to their hometown and share their explorations and, and share their new mindset and, and be back with family in this safety net, but having a completely new perspective of life. Like this is every single story. And it's like a blueprint for this is how we actually live a life that's very fulfilling is by following this hero's journey because we are all our own hero. But a lot of us aren't even, we don't have the confidence to see that we are a hero and like a hero to ourselves. We're like what the TikTok thing is like, be the main character, bitch. You know, like mm -hmm. be that main character, really go out and fucking risk it all. Dude, I don't, like I said, I don't know how I ended up in Berlin, but I'm here because I just kept jumping and I kept saying, I'm terrified. Let me go there. Like where yeah. I'm terrified, that's where the most growth happens. And that's mm -hmm. where abundance comes in is when you just accept it surrender and just have faith in something greater than you hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah oh my god it, it's yeah it's the greatest superpower you'll ever have mm. oh my gosh damn following that fear like developing a relationship with it like i find like whenever like my body's in pain I'll just like really try to be in the moment like what is actually happening like I just felt a little bit of pain but now I'm like in my head about it versus like what did that actually feel like when I actually let myself feel it I'm like mm. it wasn't even that bad I'm just you know yes be all right there's so, this herb we grow on the farm called stinging nettle oh yes when you harvest it it'll actually like sting you but um the farmer that I work for, she like completely harvests it all bare hands. And she's just like, yeah, I'm just treating my hands while I'm harvesting it. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, A bad bitch coming in. Yeah, like, and you know, not every day I'm here. I'm like here to get stung like that. But like, it's really like, I'm like, whoa, what does it mean to actually like sit through that sensation mm. and to like mm -hmm. feel it and to honestly be grateful this is medicine happening mm -hmm. like it's literally like a bee sting is literally like tr like it's medicine you know mm. it's nuts it's just like whenever you actually address you know again it's like what am I actually scared of you know it's is it does is it actually painful or am i just scared mm. that i'm gonna have to slow down and capitalism has brainwashed me to always be mm. churning out work all the fucking time mm. for me it's typically the latter <laughs> <laughs> and this goes into like is this really my fear because mm. i think that we're taught a lot of fear we're taught yeah. by our parents don't touch this you know like mm -hmm. oh that's not that's not safe you need a plan b like all instilling this mindset in us and same with society and movies and teachers everyone it's just like when you sit back and you know express something that you're fearful of and like i i urge everyone to do this in the tiktok video i'm like yo what are you afraid of list it out 
say it. It could be saying no. It could be being rejected. It could be being embarrassed publicly. And then ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? Has something happened to me personally? Mm. And like that made me afraid of it. If so, okay, fine. It's still valid and you should still go into it. But most of the time, it's not even our own fear. It's someone else's fear and we're just claiming it and it's fucking heavy. So mm. drop it. It's not ours, you know? Mm-hmm. Facts. Mm. How do you see like, the, I want to shift it over into like relationships, right? I feel yes. like that's a huge breeding ground for like, ah, you know, will I ever have enough love? What can I give enough love? Is there enough love in the world? Oh, what, what was me type shit? So how does that play out for you in this abundance mindset? Dog, <laughs> I love that it just <laughs> went here. I, I have such, I love relationships. I love monogamy. I love even polyamory. I just love love. Mm-hmm. And I have had such a weird experience with relationships because I don't know how to, how to express this, but I, I think that there's so much love in the world And if you have a connection with someone that is deeper than surface level, and it could be a sexual connection, it could be an intellectual or emotional. I think that everyone, if you have this, it's so nice to explore it. And I think the biggest thing in relationships for me is communication and this understanding of trust. And it's like, hey, I'm having like these uh, emotional feelings towards this person and I just want to express that towards you it's like all right dude go have fun or like even sexual it's like hey I just like I really want to kiss her I'm like girl go kiss her like I'm going to work tonight go take the car go go out with her and I'm so accepting to this because it's like we're we're here on this beautiful earth and I think that the my purpose for living is connection And I think connection is so important to us human beings. And I know that this isn't for everyone. This is just me. And so if other people can feel this type of connection, oh my God, that is gorgeous. And I only hope that you can really express this in the fullest way that you truly desire to. But oftentimes when I give my girlfriends or people that I'm dating this permission, I guess, or just like go express it, go explore it. They're usually like, oh my God, wait, do I actually want that? Or do I just Mm. want it because I thought I couldn't have it? Like Mm. that connection isn't even that deep. It would, I felt like it was that deep because I wanted to make you jealous or like for some other reason. So like, I think that these connections are actually very rare um, when it comes to like sexual, especially. I don't know about you guys, but I am someone who I'm, I would call myself like really picky, but I am so, I'm not a sexual being, but when I have this connection with someone, it is so rare that when it happens, I'm like, dude, let's merge. Like, let's really feel this in all the ways. But I mean, that's just me. I feel like a lot of people have a lot more sexual desires inside of them, but I don't know where that's coming from. That's from lack. If it's from not knowing themselves or what it is, or it could just be sexual desire. I don't know, but yeah. I, 
I was reading a little bit of uh, All About Love today, Bell Hooks, and uh, she was talking about like how passion, and I said this to you last night, Lance, about how like perfect passion and like perfect romance are like two different things, or no, perfect passion versus perfect love, right? And how like we always tend to follow the passion because we think that like, you know, sexual desire, erotic connection is what is the backbone to like, you know, a healthy foundation for love. But she's like, you don't even need like sex. Like and when, you, when I think about that, I think about like older folks and I'm like, wow, like how we're so taboo on like older people having sex and like, you know, your grandparents, like no one ever really wants to talk about that. But it's like, but everyone is always also still like so enamored with the connection of like, look at them, like just dancing mm. you now together in the room with like lights that is like I want a good like goals right but what you're describing like be it like not beyond but necessarily like just kind of next to you know a lower or just even like um a different level of like sexual desire attraction like whatever is like I don't see any of that needing to be a part of this influence that like it makes love lacking in any capacity Mm. there's just so much more to it and when we think about our friendships and when we think about like being romantic in our friendships and all that, it's just <clears throat> this foundational part of our lives with relationships. Like how much, like, I guess it's kind of wild that like sex has become like the number one focus when in reality, like, is it, does it need to be when you get so much of like these different things we don't even have the language for yet in all these other mm. departments with people, you know? So mm. I think it's cool that, yeah, you're able to like name that and be like in it. Yeah. And, and it really just flows straight into abundance. Like I I want to choose you and I want you to choose me. And if you don't, that's okay. It's mm-hmm. you're not the end all. Like I would like to spend this time with you, but like I got, there's love everywhere I look. There's so much love inside of me. So you're not going to take that away from me. Yeah, And it's like this, it really feeds into abundance of like, yo, I appreciate you being here, but if you don't want to be here, then I appreciate, I respect that, you know? Right. It's, it's like the chill first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I want you, you know, if you're looking over here, I want you, <laughs> but I ain't going to You walk you. away. I'm not going to chase you. No, but I'll look, I'll look, I'll look. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Oh, that's so freeing too. Oh my God. Because I feel like in the past I have experienced so much anxiety when it comes to like reaching out to my crush or whatever you know and it's like it really does not have to be all like that you know (laughs) and ultimately like if because like we were talking about this with our friend Christine too of how ultimately it's like um if you're searching for you know this the the sort of definition of love like out of this book that Hobbes referenced is that um it's like the will to extend uh oneself for like another for yourself and for another being Mm -hmm. um which is like I already know I have so much love because I do this all the time with all the plants you know um but uh like if I'm really looking for that, like with another person, like it actually shouldn't be anxiety ridden because Mm. I'm going into it knowing that like, one, I already have this Mm. thing. And two, like if this person like can't give me this thing, like that's okay because I'm clear and that's Mm. beautiful. You know, that's all I need is to be clear. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. um can you talk about 
uh, abundance mindset and attachment styles, if you see like a correlation or what's the relationship there? Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so I really think that attachment style goes straight into abundance and um, especially with money, but I think with anything, I mean, it's so clear when you have an anxious attachment to something, you're, it's a lack of, you're like, I need you. I need you. I need you. And if you leave, what am I? And I'm hopeless and ah, and that's the same thing. Like that's absolute lack in every direction. This could be like hoarding things in your house, hoarding old clothes that you don't wear anymore, but you're terrified to let go of. Cause what if one day you'll have the perfect shirt for the perfect occasion? It's like, it's, it's crazy to me, but it makes, it does make sense. Like I get it. I get this anxious attachment that it's not even the person's fault. It's how they were raised and how they've, I don't know, navigated life. And it has, it's no fault to the person for being anxious or avoidant or ambivalent, whatever it may be. But I think it plays directly into it. Also avoidant. You're avoiding uh, I want to go into money, like um, abundance of money. You don't, you don't check your bank account. You're terrified. Mm. You just like, you're avoiding that. <laughs> you don't want to look at it. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's you're when you're avoiding something, you're literally pushing it away from you. So you can't let things in. You're building a wall around you. So it doesn't even come into your sight. And when you don't have something in your sight, then you can't attract it. If you're not even thinking about it, then there's no attraction to it. So you're not going to be welcoming anything in. So, I mean, and then the push and pull of the ambivalent of like, I love you, but get away from me, but I need you. Oh, don't leave me. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's like so confused. And this is the same thing again with abundance. It's like, (sighs) relax. It's okay if things go, it's okay if things come, it's okay. Like what is meant to be for you will just be for you you just have to receive it and you have to have gratitude for receiving it and that's just it but again it's no one's fault for having these attachment styles it's just learning what your attachment style is learning how it plays a role in your life and then when you find yourself in the mindset of oh i don't want to check my bank account or like oh my god i really need this money and i can't lend you two dollars because then i won't have two dollars what if you don't pay me back (laughs) When you catch yourself doing these small patterns, that's when you be like, okay, this is my attachment style. Where does this come from? Okay, this comes from my parents not being around or telling me that I'm never gonna be enough or telling me that I, I'll never make it in the world. And like, you find the root of it in the moment and then you can navigate from there. It's like, okay, I'm terrified of this, but I know where it comes from. And I know that this is a story. And the only way to get through a story is by leading, going straight into that fear. So then you act in, in opposition of what your, your fear is telling you to do. And I think that this is how we kind of break the cycle of our attachments, you know? Yes. Yes. So good. It's, yeah, the security of it. Like change is inevitable. So embrace the change. Sheesh. So I feel like that is like super good, a good like practical guide, you know, Mm -hmm. for if someone is, is trying to think about these things and ways to incorporate, you know, change into their life in this way. 
what would, what are some other things you would say? Like someone is like, I'm miserable. I feel like I'm never going to have all these things that I want. And I really want to shift, shift my mindset so that I can be more accepting of all that is Mm. what, what advice would you give that person? Mm. Um, Well, I would tell people um, a couple of things. One is like to define really write down and journal what you are holding on to that you want to release, what mindset you're holding on to that you want to release. And then ask yourself why, and then ask yourself, well, when was the first time I felt this? And when was the last time I felt this? And what does it really feel like inside of me? And then you start to really paint this picture of what, whatever this miserable thing is in your life. And when you have this picture of it, And you really keep asking why, because it's a lot deeper than what we actually think it is. And it's usually around you are so insecure because, you know, maybe your your dad always dismissed you when you tried to to say something opposing to him. And it can be something that maybe to the outside world seems so small and irrelevant. It's like, well, why couldn't you just get over that? Or like maybe you're I was in the girl's bathroom and I always look like a boy. And I heard girls giggling and it's like mm-hmm. literally just the sound of girls giggling when I'm in the bathroom that triggered me into mm-hmm. needing to please all these people and knowing that I'm different and like being terrified of, of being judged. And so it's like something so small. So finding that and really closing your eyes and like, when, when did I really feel this for the first time or the biggest time that I felt this? Um, and then wrapping your head around that story of like, okay, how long ago was this? Is this a fact in my life anymore? Is this um, a narrative that I want to hold on to? And it's really just about understanding your narrative and understanding that you're able today, whatever limiting beliefs you have, whatever stories you have, you can literally just like fuck that all out the window and do whatever the fuck you want. And it's kind of like, I tell people to picture like moving to a new country and it's like dude, mm. no one knows who you are you you can have any job you want you can study anything you want you can embody anything you want what do you fucking want and then they start to think like oh like this bougie hat I would love to wear purple and fur and it's like these things I would never wear I'm like okay go wear that like mm-hmm. embrace this piece of you wherever you are you don't have to move countries you just have to have that that um I don't know that starting point of like I I'm able to do this right here right now mm-hmm. um so I guess that's like the you know the small little things but I think mm-hmm. having like a life coach or like a spiritual therapist or something like this can always help people just re-navigate back to center because they kind of po- poke at you like why are you feeling this way and and what is this actually telling you about yourself so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm yes like stop waiting for permission to do what's best for yourself exactly hey. no day like today find the will inside of you mm-hmm. <sighs> it feels i was gonna ask like what has changed the most for you but it sounds like this has just been like a lifetime trajectory yeah, <laughs> yeah like no. i've been like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so many things but i really feel like every time i really step into like that, the fear, I just want to really put this in here. The fear is overwhelming. 
And on the other side of fear is, is your fucking dream. And you know that you're following, like, okay, fear in a survival sense, don't go towards that. If someone's holding a gun at you, be like, I'm terrified. So like <laughs> pull the trigger, motherfucker. Like, no, not like that. Yeah. In, in a sense of just like, I'm terrified from insecurity. Mm. Step into this. And I swear to God, all of whatever it is you're truly desiring, like parts of it will start coming in. And I remember I was booking my ticket to Berlin. I was in Ireland and um, everything in my body was rejecting me to press pay now on this flight. And my, my palms were sweaty. I was having a panic attack. I sat there for like 15 minutes at the computer and my mom was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I should go to Berlin. It's like a pandemic. And I was like having all these excuses. There's a million reasons not to go. And there was maybe three reasons to go, but I knew that because I was so fucking scared and it was, it was a dream of mine to live in Berlin. And it was like a huge thing unfolding. And I was like, huh? and I pressed pay now. And I literally felt like passing out. And <laughs> that moment, I really think I decided, you know what? I know my life is changing. I could feel it. I could feel I was about to be stripped from my entire identity in LA. And I was choosing that in one click. And so this fear, it's, it takes over your body and everything is telling you not to do it, except your intuition. Your intuition is like, nah, bitch, this is what you want. And it's terrifying because it's gonna change your life. Hell yeah. Oh, what a feeling. Uh, and, then just, and then just having all of these things that happen after the fact that just is sort of like you know like little kisses from the universe you mm-hmm. know like thanks for listening <laughs> yeah the encouragement is always there you know externally you definitely get uh the gifts from the universe it's like okay you're listening to yourself here you go here's this you know five thousand dollars that you're looking for and you're yeah. terrified that you're gonna get here you go you know and you're like what the fuck where did this come from that's mm-hmm. cool it's like you know what i wish for last year free money free money boom and here it Unemployment. is <laughs> <laughs> excellent well i'm dying to know now the question we ask all our guests is what is your sign and how do you relate to it okay well my sign is cancer Ah! (laughs) and i'm a scorpio ascendant in aries moon um and i mean i i definitely relate to cancer i'm a total squish ball i'm a total like feminine nurturing motherly lovely type of person um and yeah honestly all of them i relate to it pretty pretty heavily like the aries that like the fire and passion and like Mm -hmm. like i want you to feel this like i have that inside of me at all times so i definitely relate to to all my signs yeah that cancer comes through yeah Yeah. totally Oh my gosh, Charlie, this has been so lovely. Um, where can folks follow you and your work? And is there anything that you want to plug? I mean, okay, so Instagram, the Charlie McKee, uh, same thing with TikTok. And I mean, 
if you are looking for a life coach, I have a couple spots available um, for weekly sessions. Like just anyone who's, who's interested, you can message me on Instagram. Um, and I've been doing this full time for a year and I've had so many different types of clients, clients who literally just want to love nature, who want to see the world in a, in a, I don't know, I through gratitude, people mm-hmm. who literally have moved their entire lives into a new area, like a new city, starting a new job. One person moved into a bus and is like thriving. So I, I don't know, I, I like all different types of people and I have a couple spaces available. So if anyone's interested, you guys can just message me on Instagram. Tight. Yo, this was so awesome to talk with you and just vibe on that level of you know everything can kind of be wonderful Mm, everything can kind of be wonderful i like that